that is God loved the world so that he gave, and it is the hymn that we're going to be using on this Rumination Tuesday, March the 26th, in the year of our Lord 2019. And with us is our good friend, the Reverend Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tom. How are you doing this morning? Boy, we got to hear a lot of the hymn there. Yes, uh, four verses. What do they call it in a nutshell? Oh, the gospel in a nutshell. Yes. And so I thought it would be appropriate to do that. Also, I wasn't John ready. 3.16. That's the basis for this hymn, John 3.16. Last week we talked about the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, who have left the church, the young people, and we were giving reasons. This week what we're trying to do is how do you approach them? What do you say to them? And... The whole thing I'm talking about is that we're not trying to get their minds changed by using reason. We're trying to have the Holy Spirit creating them a new heart. And that is by using, I'm going to say the word and then you're going to explain it, the kerygma. Kerygma. I always I always pronounce it kerygma. Well, that's right. That's... You know how yeah. people in South St. Louis pronounce it. <laughs> go, you go ahead. Don't put me on the spot. The gospel. <clears throat> of course. Yes. All it is is the gospel. And the gospel isn't using reason to prove the Bible. Now, th- this may shock you. See, the word I always learn for gospel is euangelion. Euangelion. Yeah. Yeah, you guys pronounce it so different in <laughs> South St. Louis. Yes. Um, which is the Greek for what? Gospel. Two words. Euangelion. Remember? You is good. Yeah. And Galios. Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. Message. Yes. Good message. Good, yes. good uh-huh. news. Good message. Exactly. For Concordia Mission Society, we put out a publication I call it Glad Tidings. Yes. And that's another way of saying the gospel. And, of course, we're really supporting the publication called Good News. And that's done by Wallace Schultz, and it's just excellent. Oh, it is. For Bible studies, et cetera. I know I give a lot of them out, et cetera. But uh, that's where we got the name. Glad Tidings was another way of saying good news. And it's really important to understand that, because I'm convinced that nuns, these are young people who have left the church, the best way to understand them is I don't ask them why they left the church because they'll well I I can't agree all with all sorts it. of excuses oh all kinds but then I ask them if you were to draw the face of Jesus what would it look like to you and by and large they always say well he's kind of frowning he's not somebody I really like mm-hmm. and look hmm. what he does in my life I've had a divorce one of my children were sick. I lost my house. I didn't get my promotion. And so uh, a lot of the young people who are leaving do so because the God they want to believe in doesn't appear to be the God of the Bible. Mm. And so the way to overcome that is not to start arguments with them right, over the history of the Bible or kind of talking like uh, we trust the Bible. I don't know about you. I do not trust the Bible. 
Okay, Tom. <laughs> of course, we, we're not bibliolatrists. We're not. Oh, that's we don't, good. We don't worship the Bible. Yes. How did you <laughs> remember that word? Bibliolatry. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a a, a heresy. It's a idolatry of the of the Bible. Exactly. No, right? uh, I'll tell you who did were the Pharisees. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they uh-huh. didn't deny any history in the Bible. Right. Creation, Abraham existed, and yeah, this kind of thing. Right. And Jesus looked at him and said, your father is the devil. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus was law and gospel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so he always hit the law. Um, I don't know if you heard me on Monday with the uh, Samaritan woman at the well. Or was that last week? Well, anyway, Jesus never answers your questions. <laughs> so where are we to worship, you know, and, um, you know, give me some of that living water so I don't have to come back right, to the, right, she's right. all confused and he yes. just keeps on moving he until he gets to the law. Did he finally, did he finally, uh, it says, go get your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, I don't have a husband. Well, actually, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you, you have had five husbands. Yes. The one you're living with now is not your husband. What and, you have said is correct. And that's why you came <laughs> and at that, noon. She realized, I know, she realized this guy, this guy's a prophet. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And then goes back to town after he talks about the living water. Uh-huh. Had he not mentioned that. She, she leaves her water pot. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. She had the living water. Well, she now had faith from yeah, the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, this is really important to understand that the way you bring faith to an individual is not by arguing them over the historicity of the Bible, right. but telling the charisma, the good news, the good news about what Jesus has done so that the frown changes into a smiling smile. face. Yes. Excellent. You know, you mentioned that Jesus sometimes has a stern face. You know, you look at some of this Byzantine art. Have you ever seen those mosaics and things? Yes. Um, a lot of times, you know, they aren't very good at at uh, no. at giving a, a good expression like this. It's more kind of an austere look, you know. Uh, Mark, we're on the radio, so that look you just gave me, nobody saw. <laughs> well, don't you agree sometimes? No, no, yes, yes, so, yes. I mean, as good as art is, as good as ecclesiastical art is, uh, sometimes it doesn't present Jesus. No, uh, no. And I'll tell you how I found that out last week. You know, I love asking questions. Yeah. And I said, on the day of judgment, who's going to be our judge? And everybody thought it was God the Father. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because when they hear judge, judgment day, yeah. they can't affiliate. Yeah. And then I mentioned, no, it's Jesus. Jesus. Right. He's, our, he's also our, our advocate. Yes, our advocate and judge. And people just don't understand that. So what you need to do is move from the frowning face they think Jesus has uh-huh. because he's not answering their prayers uh-huh. and move instead uh to the gospel and this hymn really does a good job in it uh-huh. so why don't we go with that okay. and start with stanza 1 all right god loved the world so that he gave his only son the lost to save that all who would in him believe should everlasting life receive. You know, that's the opposite of what the text says, or how it's often translated. It's often translated, God so So loved loved the the world. world. This one is, God loved the world so that he gave. 
that's a much better understanding because when you hear so love, you're thinking of a quantity. Yeah, right. Good point. No, but yeah. instead, it's not the quantity of love. It's actually what love did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Does God love a certain person any less than another person? You know, he says God so loved. Is he, You're uh, quoting the Bible, by the way, about, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is, then explain it, the Tower of Siloam. Oh, yes, right. That, what that does Jesus a, say about that? He says, do you think that yeah, uh, those guys were any worse sinners than you? Yeah. That the tower fell on top of them? But I tell you, yeah. the same will happen to you if you don't repent. Exactly. This is really a great passage to show that God doesn't make distinctions between people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, part of the reason why the nuns don't, like Jesus, is they think he's unjust, just like the Pharisees did, sitting down and helping tax collectors and prostitutes rather than us. But they don't understand that God's justice is very balanced, and he is using the law against every person to the same level. In the temporal realm, you get different levels of punishment, but not in the spiritual realm. No, It's the same thing. And so this is really important. If every time somebody thinks of Jesus, they think of their child who died of a disease, they're not going to have a very good picture of Jesus. But if they remember that he died because of their disease of sin, that really makes a difference in how you picture Jesus. In other words, he gave his only son the lost to save, that all who would in him believe should everlasting life receive. Talk about a Reformation principle that it's not, it doesn't say that all who would in him obey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith right. is the way. That's right. So that that's really critical. By grace alone, through faith. Yes. Faith alone. Uh, we call them the solas. Solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Gratia, and Sola... Um, it's it's early. <laughs> Sola Fide, right? Sola Fide. <laughs> and then a lot add on Sola Jesus. Sola Jesus, or Solo Christu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the same person. Mm, right. Yes, very good. Stanza two. All right. Christ Jesus is the ground of faith. Who was made flesh and suffered death. All then who trust in him alone are built on this chief cornerstone. You see, there's no argumentation that he was crucified. Instead, it goes right to the point for the crucifixion. Namely, that all who trust in him alone are built on this chief cornerstone. And that really gets me to that question I always like asking when you die and go to heaven, who gets full credit? Yeah. It's it's Christ. It's Christ. That's right. Because he's the chief cornerstone. Yeah. Take away the cornerstone. I was gonna I was gonna say, well, I don't know, I'm a pretty good person, Tom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See what you'd say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me phone your wife. We'll get her on the line. 
<laughs> she knows what a poor, miserable sinner I am. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the trouble with being married. They get to know us <laughs> they too know, well. Yeah, that's oh, right. Boy. Well, they have the goods on us, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Louise is on, on my tombstone. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll read three. God would not have the sinner die. His son with saving grace is nigh. His spirit in the word declares how we in Christ are heaven's heirs. Now, where do they get that idea of heirs? I, I, I like thinking of uh, Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats. Uh-huh. Remember, it sounds like at first when you read that, that the sheep are going to heaven because they did all these good works. No, right, right, it, it's not. No, because... He says, come ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom. Yes, prepared. inherit. We're, we're blessed. Inherit. Yes. Yeah, it's a gift. And what does a child do? See, every analogy God uses for salvation, we have nothing to do about it. We don't in, contribute to it. We don't cooperate thing. with it. He uh, even gives us the faith with which to believe. That's right. The Holy Spirit does. So we inherit. Uh, the, my other favorite one is adoption. Right, right, right. What does a one-month-old baby do to get adopted? Not a thing. Not a thing. It's a, it's an act of love on the part of parents-to-be. And so this changes your view of God when you see all the problems in the world. But then it says God would not have the sinner die. And there's a passage a lot of people don't remember in Lazarus when Jesus goes he doesn't just say that Lazarus is going to rise from the dead. He says, he who believes in me will never die. People don't understand that. Yeah. Because they take natural death to be a contradiction of what Jesus is saying. But what he's talking about is true death is separation from God. That's right. And that will never happen at the very moment. A believer dies. His spirit is with Absolutely. Jesus. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great comfort, comfort. Great comfort. All right. Four. Be of good cheer for God's own son forgives all sins which you have done. And justified by Jesus' blood, your baptism grants the highest good. I like how they brought baptism in there. Yes. The writer. They already brought in the whole Trinity. Right. The Holy Spirit is yeah. in the previous one. And now your baptism grants the highest good. You see, you don't need to be baptized in order to be saved. Nobody in the Old Testament was. And they were all saved who believed. But baptism in the New Testament in Pentecost grants an assurance. Absolutely. Oh, boy, what an assurance. Yes. Too. Because there's promises connected Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Uh, Peter's sermon. Um, once you're baptized, you receive two gifts. The gift of the remission of sins and the gift of the... Holy Spirit. Exactly. See, I've always, I've always thought, you know, uh, who would not want their child to be baptized? Once that infant is baptized, there is an absolute guarantee yes. that heaven forbid, if anything would happen to that child, an accident or a sudden infant death syndrome or whatever the case yeah, may be, we can be assured. that you can be absolutely sure that that child is with Jesus. Excellent. You know, I mean, who would not want that? Why would anyone put that off? Oh, people who belong. Why would anyone put put oh. that off for long at all? You know, you, you well, want I'll that right you. away. 
They don't believe people who or they are, don't they don't or they don't understand the the people comfort of that who person. are in a church that teaches you have to make a decision for Christ and babies can't right right and that false teaching leads them not to baptize their children. Yeah, I it's can't, ridiculous. You, I just can't, you know. No, I can't. Why understand would it anyone? Either. And you know, you sometimes you run into good, you know, you run into good Lutherans even that say, "Well, we thought we'd put off the baptism till we get the whole family together for a big uh, gathering." Okay, well that's nice, but you don't. Are you gonna Are you gonna put your child's entry into the kingdom of God? Put that off for that? Yeah, timing is kind of important. Oh, absolutely. As soon as possible. Yeah, I had a, I had a seminary student once, yeah, years ago, that uh, his child he had an infant, uh, they had an infant at uh, one of the hospitals here in St. Louis, and they were going to uh, transport him by helicopter, the baby, right. down to I think it was either I think it was Children's Hospital yeah. or perhaps Barnes. The but he I says, okay, before we do that, yeah, before we do that, I want to baptize that child. That's right. And, you know, he, and, he understood. In fact. That happened to me with one of my members, and I gave permission to the father to baptize. Right. Because I couldn't get to the hospital until right. the helicopter was at the other place, and that was just as valid. In fact, we don't have that in the new hymnal, that emergency form for baptism. Oh, yes, it is. It's back here. Oh, it is? Sure. Right in the back, page page 1023, Holy Baptism oh, yeah. in Cases Thanks of Emergency. Very much. It's also in the Catechism. Yeah, what... what yes. What wasn't in this hymnal is one of the hymns we were to look at today. Uh, right. Hymn 972. <laughs> we don't go that high. Yeah. All right. Um, every now and then in the liturgy, I like doing the liturgy and the readings because I emphasize certain words. And um, number four, the uh, stanza says, forgives all Sins. All sins. Would you? That word all that's right. needs to be emphasized. Every last one. Yes. And that's already in your baptism is, again. Exactly. The, the, the last sin that you commit on your last dying day has already been forgiven in baptism. Exactly. Stanza five. If you are sick, if death is near, this truth your troubled heart can cheer. Christ Jesus saves your soul from death. That is the firmest ground of faith. Now, that's how we respond to people who have left the church. Because a lot of times they've left the church because they've been sick or somebody close to them died. And we have something that can cheer their troubled heart, that Christ Jesus saved your soul from death. And that's the firmest ground of faith. So once more, we come back to the kerygma or the gospel. And I'm absolutely convinced that that's how you get people to understand that Jesus' face isn't frowning towards them. That's the devil's work, trying to do that. It's just like a parent. My parent actually, my mom and dad, took me to the dentist. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. When was this? <laughs> when I was four years old and five years old. And you could understand. How could they be so oh, mean? <laughs> then they took me to a doctor who had these needles and put things in my arm and 
Oh, I, I, boy, they don't love me at all. You know, there's no doubt about that. No, that's funny how when you're a kid, though, you know, it's funny you don't understand it how no. they could how they could be so mean, and yet when it's all said and done, you know that they love you. You know, it's just it it kind of sinks in that I don't understand it, but you yeah, know. you get to the point. He loves us. They, my, my parents love me somehow. I, I will not understand this, why they did this to me or why they permit this to be. But, but they, somehow I know for sure, and that's really the, that's how our faith has to be. Somehow. That's right. That's God right. Is, is loving me in all this. The more you hear the wonderful things Jesus is doing right now in yeah. your life, right. then faith becomes important and grows. Right. Um, yeah, I often said to my parents, when I get kids, I'm not going to treat them this way. <laughs> so I got kids, and you treated I treated them, them that way. <laughs> All right. Stanza six. This is the doxological verse. It's got a triangle in front of it. That means we stand for it. Glory to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. To you, O blessed Trinity, be praised now and eternally. Exactly. And um, brings in the Trinity and be praised now and eternally. So that's what we're going to be doing in the glorious heaven, still right. praising him. Right. And we, you can understand that because now we're going to see him face to face. Absolutely. So that's why I think a lot of people realize John 3.16 is the gospel in a nutshell. It's unfortunate how some interpret it. They could do it this way. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Okay, that's the part Jesus did. Uh-huh. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Oh, that's the part I have to do. Uh-huh. I have to make a decision to believe. Uh-huh. i got to meet him halfway. Exactly. Because they cannot stand the idea that they have no nothing. free will yeah, to, to choose above right. the eternal things, above the spiritual things. And that just really bugs them. They, they think they're robots then and such, and, and that's not true at all. But when you talk to them about, did you ever think of adopting someone? Oh, yes. Were you going to wait until they make a decision that they want you as your children, as their parents? Uh-huh. Nobody does that. No. In fact, I remember, I know, I used to have one member of my congregation, he was adopted. Oh, yeah. And he, and he was in the orphanage, and he said, uh, you know, the, the, the head of the orphanage would say, now, kids, we're going to have some uh, prospective parents, I don't know what oh, they yeah, call right. them, uh, visit us today. And he... He snuck out of the orphanage. He didn't want to be adopted. He loved the orphanage so much. Wow. Can you imagine that? No, that must have been a great yeah. orphanage. So if you wait for him to make the decision, forget it. Yeah, that's like uh, people not leaving your church because they love it so much. Yeah. Tell yeah. me where it's at. Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, just south of the Watson and New Sappington Road intersection, 8646 New Sappington. And we have services Saturday at 5 p.m. If you can't make Sunday, Saturday at 5 p.m. Or the Sunday service at 9 a.m. We'd and, love to have you. Small and, and friendly congregation. Are you doing adult instruction for those who need it? Uh, anytime, sure. Yes, yes as needed. Uh, excellent. Are you still in youth confirmation with some of the kids? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Tell, uh, tell May. Okay. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. Tomorrow, 
Bible study for congregations, how to reach out to the nuns. Weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.